Good evening, everyone. Friends, we hear the story of our father in faith, Abraham, Abram, uh, who eventually will be known as Abraham, and God's blessing through him, uh, through all of humanity, for all of us. And Paul, ultimately, in the second reading, he's talking about baptism, uh, but he's telling us to have faith in the gospel, uh, the gospel that has been given to him, and of course, to, um, to all the apostles. My friends, uh, uh, reflecting, uh, I looked in uh, humanity uh, with all of its uh, technology and uh, know-how and everything still can't explain many things. Gravity is one of them. We know how it works, but we don't know why. Uh, and uh, I continue to listen to science and stuff and their discoveries and amazing things. And uh, today our gospel has another amazing event brought by the hand of God. It's another great event and one of, another one of God's mysteries. And uh, what happened on Mount Tabor was an explosion of unearthly light, light that shone around and from within Jesus of Nazareth. It is a light that is the light that was from the beginning, that created all things, all the universes, all the worlds, all things. Having said this, the transfiguration was and is a moment of uh, challenge to understand, but it is also at the same time a promise given to the apostles and then to us as followers of Jesus. On that mountain, they glimpsed the divinity of Jesus of Nazareth. They realized in that moment that Jesus was more than a teacher. He was more than just any prophet. He was more than just a nice man. He was more than just another healer. Jesus was the very Son of God. The voice of the Heavenly Father is heard. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. That means that Jesus' teaching is God's teaching. Jesus' example is God's example. Jesus' ways are God's ways. Jesus' mercy is God's mercy, and Jesus' forgiveness is God's forgiveness. And that is why the church has been so careful to preserve and to defend the words and the gestures and ways of Jesus as they are put forth by the evangelists in the gospel and the teachings of his apostles. This is what we mean when we say tradition. It comes from them. What God wants of us is found in the Gospels. Friends, uh, there has been a tendency uh, in, of late uh, for people, even our own Catholic Christians, uh, to give greater attention and study to private revelations uh, by those who are self-appointed prophets of our times. They would prefer to listen to these people than to the teachings found in the Gospels. What Jesus had to say to the religious leaders of his time was not just for them, but for ours. What Jesus had to say to the self-righteous people of his time was also meant for the self-righteous people of our time. What Jesus says 
to reluctant people, the ones seeking holiness also was not just for them, but for the reluctant ones of our time and for those seeking holiness now also. When we read the Gospels, we are not just reading stories about something that happened some time long ago. We are reading God's message as it delivered, inspired by the Holy Spirit, for people of all time. That is why every detail in the Gospels and all the teachings in the New Testament have been preserved, yes, through the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And they are proclaimed in our churches on Sundays and at daily Mass, of course. And that is why, my friends, if you hadn't noticed, at the Gospel you stand, but at the New Testament readings you do not. You're, you remain seated, but you're asked to stand. We do so out of respect for the words of inspired by the Holy Spirit in the Gospels of the good news of Jesus Christ. Sacred Scripture has been treasured by the church and should be treasured by each of those who claim to be his followers. And it is the final and definitive revelation of God through his Son to us here on this earth. And it is our surest guide for salvation for all peoples, for anyone who would be willing to open their hearts to Christ. Those words, this is my beloved son, listen to him. When Jesus speaks, it is God who speaks then. Read and study the New Testament, in particular, in this light. And it will give you renewed strength and peace in our time. The Transfiguration uh, we hear every year because you know, all the gospel writers have this because it was so impactful. And uh, um, the Transfiguration, uh, as I said, was a, a moment of revelation, a theophany, if you will. And it is also a moment of promise. It was a preview or foreshadowing for the apostles to show them about something that would be beyond Good Friday, because Good Friday would send them running. It was meant to strengthen them for the trials that were to come upon them. The trial that Jesus would face on Calvary, his crucifixion and death. But it was also a promise that awaits everyone who will remain faithful to Christ and faithful to his Father. The glory that we see in Jesus, here's the good news, will be ours one day. It will be ours. It belongs to us also because we are now his brother and sister. We are now children of the Most High God. The disciple of Jesus, the Christian, sells themselves short if they think this earthly world will deliver to them something like that or will give them the ultimate reward for being good. If they expect ultimate justice in this life, they will be disappointed. If they expect their real worth to be made evident by societies in this world, you will become disappointed. 
our full glory is to come in and through Jesus Christ. So, my friends, all the limitations of this life will be gone. All the misunderstandings will be left behind. The burdens of aging and illness will be left behind. The glory of Christ is what is ahead in, in store for each of us who remain faithful to him. It is the destination of every disciple of Jesus Christ. Our future is not a tomb, but an eternal life. St. Paul, in his second letter to the Corinthians, tells us that although we may have suffering here and now, glory awaits those who persevere to the end. He likens it to a race as a runner. The promise given in Christ's transfiguration is the promise of a greater life, and that is your future, because you are sitting here, and I make the assumption that you are disciples of Jesus Christ. So it is about your future. So disciples of Christ, do not set your sights so small on this world, for the transfiguration gives us a view of a bigger picture when we die, and as you've heard from uh, the announcements, there's been a lot of passings in the past couple of weeks. Next week, five funerals. When we die, we pass from this world. We do not disintegrate into nothingness. We do not move into non-existence. We go into the loving embrace of Christ, who truly knows each one of us. There are eight words in the gospel reading that are simple to understand and offer each of us enduring peace and hope. Those words make the path of holiness simpler to follow. They are the words of the Father to the apostles and to us. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. It's that simple, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Something tells me it's not. <laughs> to him be glory and power and honor forever and ever upon the ages until the ages of end, Revelation 1.6. And so, my friends, this comes from Ephesians. Be imitators of God as beloved children of his and live in love. As Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God for a fragrant aroma. For you were once in darkness, but you are now in the light of the Lord. Live as children of light. For light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. He ends it with try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. If you wish to know what that is, go to the scriptures. They're there. Of course, we have saints that tell us too, and you might be sitting next to one of them because there's some, some very holy people in these pews this evening. I know. I'm their pastor. I hope to be like them one day, holy. My friends, at baptism, in the baptism rite, the priest or deacon says, Receive the light of Christ. For you who are baptized, 
you already have that light that I was talking about, that light that created all that there is, all the universe, it's already within you, burning. Don't live your life in fear in this world. You have his light. You have his promise of transfiguration, of change when that time comes. Live like you believe it.